0: Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. <laughs> this is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back, guys. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. You didn't sing this week. No, no I, it's dead. <laughs> it's not a have spirit to say <laughs> not young alright you All right, y'all. So last week we talked about fixing things. Did you all have anything that you fixed or decided not to fix? Nope. I didn't fix a thing. I didn't do okay. a thing. I was going to say I didn't do a thing. You didn't answer the phone. Okay. Fix it yourself. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have to help others because people are asking for help, Jess. But you're facing <laughs> <laughs> you're facing that own, your own problem of fixing too much, so you're not getting fixed on fixing other people's problems because you know your boundaries. You see how everything just comes into be, play. Coming, <laughs> be coming full, full circle. <laughs> be coming full circle. All right. So um, before we get into what our topic will be today, we are going to start off with our royal moment. What's that? <laughs> In <our> royal moment. <laughs> It's a time where we salute an amazing queen who is doing some great things. So Jess, who is our royal moment today? Our royal moment, it's a little bit delayed, but that's okay because she's still deserving of it. Our royal moment goes to the late Congressman Elijah Cummings' wife, Mrs. Maya Rockymore Cummings, who... Uh she was really loyal and went to bat for her husband. Oh yeah! Um, as you guys it. know, like before he passed away, y'all's forty five. Um, said <laughs> y'all's forty five. <laughs> y'all's forty five <laughs> said some uh, remarks with regards to Congressman Cummings' uh, district and that it's rat infested and some more stuff. In which uh, the citizens of Baltimore responded with a large of rat statue. With, yeah. <laughs> yes, they with did. a toupee. But anymore <laughs> <laughs> never mind that. Right, never mind that. But um, Mrs. Cummings uh, made sure that her husband was properly recognized for his work. In and throughout Baltimore as well as the nation. And uh, she made sure that his body was the first African American and the first African American lawmaker to lie in state in the US Capitol. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yes. And I don't know if you guys saw the speech that she gave at the funeral, but it was. Remarkable, very moving, and she really did her husband justice. Wow, it's a Maya thing. Go on, girl. Do your thing. Here we go. Maya, get her moment. (laughs) So kudos to Maya Rocky Moore Cummings, and our sincerest condolences to the Cummings family. Absolutely. Alright, so now we are going to move into our sis second. And our sis second is a time where we take some of those... Raggedy. (laughs) Are you upset about that? Raggedy. It's a lot of raggedyness out there. Raggedy crayons that we see around the town. So, um, I do want to handle this sis second today. Um... (laughs) Okay. If you are a front desk receptionist secretary, or you hire one, please, please keep some things in mind. Listen, the front desk person is the first person that you see when you walk into an office, a building. They should be warm and welcoming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of these front desk people, we just need prayer. We need something because the um, unprofessionalism has been at an all-time high. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Jesus. I've seen some disturbing things coming from the front desk. I've seen people loud, too lazy to get up and call for somebody, and they just yelling people. I've seen people very rude on the phone. Um, I hate that. Like, real rude on the phone. And I'm just like, sis, like... You apply for this job like you knew what you were getting yourself into. Why? Why? And like Why? you say, you're the first. You, you're like the face of whatever place yeah, you're going. Yeah. To. So you said when the I first walk up, right. So when I walk in the office or whatever, and you're ratchet and yes. raggedy, yes, I'm turned off immediately At- from that office, Sweet. whatever it is. Yes, and that's the thing, right? Because the the organization could be providing good services, but if that front desk person is not like treating you right, then you don't want to have anything to do with it, right? Well, I teach customer service training, so if you do have that raggedy front desk person, yeah, just send them my way. <laughs> However, <laughs> disclaimer: you can't teach talent. <laughs> yeah, because um, I mean, it, not everybody can be can be fixed, like, right? right? Oh, likewise. yeah, like, <laughs> but y'all can y'all can do better. Just don't have an attitude. Like, if it's your job. Do not come into the job with an attitude. You signed up for it. You're getting paid for it. Just do it well. Yeah, I never understand why people just don't do their job. Like, do your I job well. Understand. It's nobody else's fault. And they try to blame everybody out. Oh, this person was rude over the phone. This Listen, your job is to serve that person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, to all the sissies, and some bros who are at the front desk, but specifically I've, you know, seen some disturbing sissies. At the front desk. Mm-hmm, please mm-hmm. check the attitude because nobody got time for all that. Nah. Because and you never know what you're gonna get back. Oh Ooh. And that's true. And then you may And then you right, they man say, Well, she was rude. She was rude. But she, but she Oh, I, yeah, I I like right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um this week, um what is our topic, Jess? What are we getting into? We are talking about casting judgments mm. on others. Mm. Mm. Judging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Casting. Um, Casting. Casting. Judgment. Okay. All right. So, Jess, uh, in your journey of Where's Jess P., tell us about some uh, casting of judgments. (laughs) (laughs) On today's segment of Where's Jess P., I'm going to discuss this moment that happened in church this past Sunday. (laughs) So... uh, I sat next to a woman, it was a very special service. The church's 55th anniversary, and our former uh, pastor was preaching, so it was a lot of people, we had two overflows, lots of people. So I sat in a seat, I didn't sit down and look to see who was beside me, like I just picked a seat, but I happened to sit next to a woman. Um, she was wearing a poncho, cause it was raining, and she had like a book bag and some other bags with her. So, that already let me know, perhaps, maybe, she might be homeless, because she has a lot of possessions with with her. her. Right. Uh Uh-huh. So, she leaned over, she asked me to help her take off her poncho, I helped her, then she asked to look at my program, like, she was nice in the beginning, so... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. No, don't laugh, Celeste, don't laugh. (laughs) So, as service is going on, I noticed, like, she seemed to be having a conversation, and I thought maybe she was on the phone mm. because she had her phone in her hand and she had earphones on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe this woman's a little, like, there's some mental illness here. Right. And so, you know, she talked the entire service and a gentleman came, an older guy came and sat next to her. I love that you're performing. You're explaining this with something no, so serious. No, because I have to give you the backstory. Okay. Like, because it really upset me in the end. But okay. anyway, so she's talking the entire time. I guess the gentleman is like getting upset with her. And he's like, Ma'am, can you keep it down? So, you know, she continues to talk. You know, when they say turn to your neighbor or shake your neighbor's hand and give your neighbor a hug. And it's just like, oh okay well neighbor, neighbor. right I, I don't want to interrupt your conversation but hey neighbor <laughs> so you know i shook her hand i shook everybody's hand around me but i noticed that the guy on the other side like was not paying her He's any mind it. he was over her so when she started like choking herself what that okay <laughs> this what is this is the part that confirmed that There's mental illness. And then she's, like, talking. She's cursing during the service. And then, I guess, she got upset. And she throws her phone down and takes off her headphones. So, the guy gets up. I'm so confused. I'm I'm trying to give you the backstory. So, you understand why I'm upset. So, the guy (laughs) gets up. And... He goes to the back of the church and I turned around and he's like talking to security. So he goes to get security to remove this lady. And so he comes back to the seat. And by this time, the lady has finished her conversation. She's just sitting there normally. And security's looking at her like, ma'am, ma'am, come on. But she doesn't get up and go. And at that moment, I realized that I have been judging this lady the whole time, the, the entire time, right? And I felt bad, but I also felt worse because I felt like I feel like church is a place that you go to get healing. Yeah. Why would you remove this lady because she has a mental illness? Or I don't even know if she has mental illness. She could have had an addiction to something. I don't mm. know, what, don't know her what her case situation. may yeah, be. But, uh-huh. but to have her removed from the church because. I was trying to figure out why you got security anyway. Well, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a whole nother story. But he went and got security to remove this lady, and like that that's was not right. Yeah, that is so messed up. Yeah, because like you said, that's where you come to. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what so, church what, is Wait, for. what's she causing? A loud disturbance or disruption? Just to him, oh, I mean, okay. just to, to the two of us, and oh, maybe okay. the people behind us. Okay. I, I mean, she wasn't that loud as to where she's disturbing what's going on in the pool. Okay, and she they wasn't holding hear, a threat anywhere. She didn't choke herself twice, Wow. but she didn't, she didn't touch anybody to around choke her. She didn't touch, she wasn't even really talking to us. When it came time to talk to your neighbor, like, she was very nice. She shook my hand. She was like, hey, amen, God bless you. Okay, like, she so was she very was, like, nice. She in and out of whatever was she was saying, yeah. Whatever right. she was saying. And I don't know if maybe he was scared or whatever the case may be, but I still feel like, why would you get security to remove this lady? Right. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. I guess maybe he felt threatened, but if she wasn't doing anything to pose a threat, it's like... He, she right. probably was just being, quote-unquote, disruptive to him. Yeah, yeah. Or just a distraction. It, it could have been a distraction, but everybody's a distraction to somebody. Right. True. Don't People texting the on their phone, that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Why would you put them out the church? I just felt like that was so wrong. And then I felt bad within myself because I didn't really want to shake her hand. I didn't want to touch her because... Here's the other judgment that comes in. Okay. So, there was this uh, body smell, like Mm -hmm. underarms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, and, and like all of these clues led me to... Create this story for this woman, right, right. which may not have been her story. Right. Uh, long story short, when I was laying in my bed after church, I realized that the body smell was me because I forgot to put on deodorant. Okay, <laughs> yes. So you have to get the whole six seconds. That's what you get. you out here passing judgment <laughs> on laughing. everybody else. Oh my God. <laughs> I've definitely me. had that moment. But that's what you get. <laughs> You're out here passing judgment <laughs> that on her. Was- Mean. but I really I felt so bad afterwards I was like why would I even like that's, even when that's what like, we do as as a society we create and you like you say you created a whole I created the whole story. narrative for her and that's probably not even her story I'm, I mean I was about to say maybe she was German and didn't wear deodorant but that was you. no she, <laughs> she was German <laughs> she wasn't German, she was German. <laughs> when you know when they do the altar call they're like minister to your neighbor Ask them if they have a church home where they're growing. So I didn't ask the lady on my left. I asked this woman. I'm like, hey ma'am, do you have a church home where you're growing? She's like, Yeah, I go to Mount Calvary in DC. And I was just like, Oh, I just assumed that she she she... didn't have a place to worship. You judged. I judged her and I am sincerely apologetic. So how are you gonna do better? How am I going to do better? I'm not going to judge people. Like, it's not my place. Because mm-hmm. you just, never know this story. You never you know don't. what they've been through. And maybe she was homeless. and But her story could be, you know, some pe- people assume mental illness. Or they assume mm. like, oh, she just lazy and she whatever. Well, and that's why she homeless. That well, are just lazy. I'm like, just saying yeah, some people you. are like, whatever, she wants to be homeless. But you never know. It could be like a domestic violence situation. It could or, be anything. It could be anything that led this person to homelessness. I've heard the Craziest stories of how people end up homeless, and it's like usually something that wasn't their fault per se. It was something threat, you know, something like, you know, it was a fire in the building, and oh, they lost everything, Mm -hmm. and that's what put them out, and or they was something, whatever the case may be. And it's like, dang, you wasn't, you're not just lazy, or you're not just, you don't have mental illness, what have you. Mm -hmm. So just not creating those stories for people. (laughs) Yeah, so that is the lesson in all of this. It's not my place. It's not your place. It's not our place to create the narrative for someone else. Mm -hmm. We should not judge others. She thinking, y'all, give us a No, it was something else I wanted (laughs) to say. It was the last piece of what I was saying, but I forgot what it was. All right, tell Uh us when you come back around. I'm sure my motivational moment is going to bring it back. It's going to bring it back. (laughs) It's okay. Don't create stories. Because yeah. mm. nine times out of ten you did wrong. Oh, that's what it was. Thank oh. you. So oh, when we do create those narratives, God has a way of humbling us. Ooh. Right, because when you smelt your, <laughs> you. <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> you you your armpits, it was you. That's the name when you smelt your armpits, it was you. I had no idea. Like I legit was like, that was me. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. All right, Celeste. What you got for us in the area of judgment when it comes to health and wellness? So in today's segment of CB Secrets, we're gonna talk about how we pass judgment on other people, um, as far as like health issues and racial along racial lines. So for example, we a lot of we assume you know African Americans have high blood pressure and diabetes, and you know this this race of people had they usually get cancer and just kind of putting people in boxes and stigmas and Uh problems. When really that's not always the case. There's plenty of or like obese people. Oh, everyone who's obese has is unhealthy. Is unhealthy and doesn't eat right. And I think Jess, we talked about before when you um we, you were a vegan or... We were talking about veganism and uh-huh. and how there are overweight vegans. Yes, yes, And so, <laughs> um, just not passing judgment on people based on, you know, what... Stereo, this stereotypes. And also, back when I used to work in um, kidney disease, I... Um, you know, there was a lot of individuals who had different diseases, HIV, what have you. And, you know, we would also again, create a story or a narrative around Mm -hmm. how we think they got their disease or how we think they got their kidney disease. Oh, they're unhealthy and they weren't controlling their high blood pressure when really sometimes they couldn't control their high blood pressure because of whatever was going on in their body or they got HIV from, maybe they were born with it or whatever, whatever the situation is. So just, you know, not putting people in boxes and following stereotypes which I think I've said numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the uh takeaway here is not to stereotype people and put them in boxes based on, you know, race, ethnicity, whatever. Yeah, cuz I feel like um stereotype like stereotype stereotyping is a form of judging, period. Yeah. Um, and so once you put people in those boxes, you know, and like even with certain diseases and things like that, like you say kidney disease, but Even thinking about things like HIV and stuff, like when someone has HIV, I feel like there's automatically a negative assumption put on that person. Mm -hmm. When there are children who are born with HIV Mm -hmm. who had no control over that, Mm -hmm. or people got it um, because they were raped by somebody or somebody stuck a needle, like you don't know why people get... Like, certain STDs, sometimes people can have sex one time and end up with a certain STD or, like, it's just, oh, this person is sleeping around, this person is Mm -hmm. dirty, right? And I think so often that people just judge based on, you know, one simple fact and not knowing the whole thing. If you're overweight, you must eat too much, right? right. That's mm-hmm. a stereotype. And not it's necessarily. That's not naturally. true. You not may true have. They may have a condition that mm-hmm. makes it hard for them to lose weight, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're too skinny. You don't eat enough. Like all of those are stereotypes that are just not true, right? And I think my experience working in the ER, I think especially in kidney disease, really changed my perspective on those judgments mm-hmm. because you hear so many stories and you realize. Okay, it's a lot more going on out here than what meets the eye. Yeah. You know, it's not, like you said, that superficial thought process that people get things um, because they're scandalous or whatever, when that's really not necessarily the case. So I, I know I personally have worked very hard not to judge people and not to make assumptions on people's story based on their health conditions. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I think we all try to do those things, but... Like, in the back of our minds, like, we're we're just always judging and analyzing. Mm-hmm. And there is a quote about judgment. I think it goes, like, whatever you judge someone else for is actually a reflection of what you don't like about yourself or something mm-hmm. along yeah. those lines. Mm-hmm. So Makes sense. It was- yeah. All right. So now we are going to move into Maya's motivational moment. Don't judge someone just because they sin differently than you. So, yeah, I I found this quote and I was like, this is perfect because I think that, okay, I will say for me, Mm -hmm. I think that I would judge um, people a lot. Like, maybe not even openly, but maybe internally, just assuming what type of person they were just because of some of the things that they did. Mm-hmm. And you never know what life situations are going to, like what what situations life will take you in where you can end up becoming that person mm-hmm. that you judge or be yes. in that same situation God of the person that you, you. judge. Right. God will humble you behind. And so I think that that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned recently. Like, Sis, you can't like you can't judge mm-hmm. anybody, and especially because just because you're doing that sin or doing whatever, like somebody else is doing no this, is somebody, somebody else is doing this. A sin is a, a, sin sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. So it's just like, who am I to judge anybody or to uh attribute certain things to someone's personality mm-hmm. because they do a certain thing? So I learned that I did that, and I'm like completely turning away from that because I'm like. I I feel like through life's experiences, my eyes have been open to so much where it's like, oh, no, I can't judge you. And and it's been humbling for me because wanting to be like an empowerment coach or like a relationship coach and things like that, I feel like God had to put me in so many different shoes so Mm -hmm. I can see things from different angles. So when people come to me about their problems, it is like you can be open because now I'm not even looking at it in a judgment point of view. It's like... I can understand. Right. I can be empathetic, and I can help more. I think it's all about ex- life experiences, um, mm-hmm. and this is a, again a, a super a superficial example. But having a kid, uh-huh. you know how you always judge kid people out in the street, mm-hmm. like oh they don't their discipline that kid, <laughs> oh, their kid is ratchet, oh they don't have no home training, yeah, bruh. <laughs> I already know the man rolling out in these streets when he get a little older. I'm gonna be that person that other people are judging because. Kids act up like that's what happens. Mm -hmm. But I know I used to judge other people. Why they don't spank them? Why they like Mm -hmm. like oh no, she must she must don't do this at home. She must don't tell me sit down at home. Never do that. Right, all of that. My kid do it, and Ronan gonna be that kid. Yeah, (laughs) and even um, I remember somebody was talking about this on Facebook where somebody made a comment about her child, but her child was autistic, Mm -hmm. and it's like. You don't even know if that child has special needs. Now, some kids just act up and do need their butts spanked. Mm -hmm. But there are some situations where it's like that child does have special needs or behavior problems and things like that where, you know, it's not as easily controllable. Right. Yeah, definitely. So all in all, I know that I've learned you can't judge um, people because you can easily be in their shoes Mm -hmm. and then learning not to judge is really a humbling experience Uh, Because at the end of the day, you're not good. You put too much stress on yourself by judging Mm. other people by what they do. Like, worry about what you do. Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Like, period. I think that's it. That sums it up. Mind your business, guys. Alright, so now it is time for Ask PNP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, You can send us an email to pretty the letter n purpose duh at gmail.com. You can slide in our DMs at pretty underscore the letter n underscore purpose. You can send us a message on Facebook, pretty and purpose podcast. And if you would like to rock our gear, (laughs) what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so funny. If you would like pretty and purpose apparel, you can (laughs) shop (laughs) at pretty. InPurposeShop.com So what's our question? Our question is... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, Jeff. Our question is... <laughs> this actually comes from a young lady. This was a bar conversation. <laughs> oh, Lord. And she asked, why is it so much competition in terms of professional uh, experiences like getting a job as well as finding a man within Baltimore and like the D.C. areas. Wait a minute. Why what? is there so much competition? What you finding mean? Finding a job and a man? Why, yeah. is there competition? Like, competition, like, why is the competition so much greater in this area? In those two areas, finding yes. a job and finding a man. Yes. Oh, is greater in than the rest of the country? Yes, that was her. That's her perception. Yeah, her perception. That's a perception. I think finding a job is all about one. It's all about networking and who you know. Um, so I think it's also finding about what a you job bringing to the table. So yeah, she, it's competitive in general. Yes, yes, I agree with that. I haven't lived anywhere else, so I don't really know about right. what it's I like across the country. Um, I can say that. Especially the area that I live in and like closer to DC, like a lot of people kind of have the same criteria. Like, we all got master's degrees, you got doctors, you got lawyers. And so it's like a lot of people who are heavily educated. Mm-hmm. So there's something else that has to make you stand out. Right. Okay. And I think that might be so have it's like been, saturation. Yeah. Because there's so many of the same in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was more so her perspective. But then what about New York and Atlanta? I mean, those are big cities. There's high saturation of lawyers and doctors or whatever. This is (laughs) her perception that she feels like there's a lot of competition in her lane. So she came from Delaware and came here and she feels like she just can't make any leeway because there's a lot of competition. Oh, okay, and, okay. Um, like, she, she was educated. I think she was studying for her PhD. And she said that she couldn't, like, it was difficult for her to go out on a date because, like, all the women are pretty, all the women are educated. And so it's like, okay, well... What do she bring to the... T- what's, what's different what's her about her? What stands out? And yeah. then in terms of, like, the job roles, like, everybody wants to work for the government in the area, which is not true. But <laughs> she was saying, like, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has good criteria. Right, right. Well, I sounds like know. she needs to identify what, makes, what stands <laughs> out about her. <laughs> right. Find what's her niche. <laughs> what's unique about her. Um... To find her lane. Yeah. And then maybe she won't feel like there's so much competition. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, too. Like, Like what do you bring to the table? Yeah. Yeah. And being confident in who she is. Yeah. Right. And what she brings. I think that's a confidence thing, too. Because if you say... Because she's bringing herself down by saying, oh, there's so many other people out here that... Create competition for me instead of saying, well, I bring this to the table and I know I have this credential. I am my only competition. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't, yeah, everybody might have the same educational credentials, but what's for you is for you. So that job that you want, if it's for you, it's going to be for you, regardless of who else applied for the job and what their credentials may be. They may be a doctor. Or they may be a lawyer and that doesn't mean that they're gonna get the job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you are your own competition. Whatever yeah. your mm-hmm. unique your new, unique attribute is or whatever that Just you bring brilliant. to the table, brilliant. you might get that job over someone else. Mm-hmm. Or that yeah. man. And yeah, yeah, that that's man. Girl. Girl. But he not the prize. You are, honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, y'all. So all in all, mind your business.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, mind your stay business. Your stay, stay your lane. your life.
0: lane. Mind your business. Be confident who you are. You got it, sis. <laughs> so that is the end of today's episode. Until next time, Posse. Thanks, Thanks PMP posse. posse. Sorry. <laughs> you can just say until next time. And then okay. like, she refused to say, folks. <laughs> <now. laughs> until next time, folks. Thanks, Thanks PMP Posse. posse.